from hot dogs to hockey coaches, talk show hosts to Trudeau's, we all have a best before date, a shelf life, right? Uh, and it certainly seems like there are some people that feel the prime minister is approaching that date, might even be a little bit past it. Um, polling shows, as you know, his approval rating at an historic low for him. After his election in 2015, his approval rating was, you know, it was shortly after our election. Of course, it's good, but it was really good. He was up between 60, 70 percent. Um, now, it's down around 30 percent. And new polling from Abacus data shows his party is continuing to trail the Conservatives by double digits. Yesterday at a press conference during his cabinet retreat, which is designed to put together a plan to help stop the bleeding among the Liberal Party, he was asked a question by a reporter that uh, I don't think any leader ever wants to be asked. Listen to this. There was a vehicle that was a part of our, uh, it was our neighbors basically, and it had a bumper sticker on it with your name and an expletive, um, which I had to explain to my children. Um, given that you're trying to do something that has rarely been achieved in Canada in history, a fourth mandate, um, have you considered the possibility that you have become a liability? Ever since the pandemic, um, in particular, we've seen well, the answer uh, isn't 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 the important part here. And he didn't really get into the specifics around the question that was asked. But that question of whether or not Justin Trudeau has become a liability for the Liberal Party, boy, how times have changed. Let's chat with Tim Powers. He's chairman of Summa Strategies and the managing director for Abacus Data. Tim, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate you being here today. Yeah, that's like asking if you've become a liability at Chen. And we right. know the answer to that is no. We know <laughs> the answer to that is no. You're right, though. That That's a question that cuts to the quick, Tim. You're, if you're standing up at a microphone and somebody throws that at you, if you're a political leader, that's the last thing you want to hear, isn't it? <laughs> well, particularly before you're about to meet your cabinet and try and rally <laughs> them uh, to, to go to political battle with you. Yeah, it's, uh, I say this about Trudeau, and I know I'm talking to an Alberta audience. Um, the guy's got thick skin, uh, and he's going to need every uh, inch of that thick skin to get through the next little while, because you talked about our abacus poll. Yeah. There, uh, we're not the only one. Um, there's not a lot of love in the land for the prime minister right now. I think in one of our abacus polls, Shay, we had 81% of Canadians wanting change. In the polling business, you usually say when it goes kind of north of 60, that's bad. Uh, 81 is is a number we have not had before for any political leader, I believe. Yeah, so I mean, it's a tough question, but you know what, Tim? Based on the numbers, it's a fair question, right? It certainly is a question that you know, not just that reporter is asking. There's people within the Liberal Party that are asking it, too. Yeah, and you're starting to see bits of that, yeah. right? Yeah. Mr. Crutchan used to call them the nervous Nellies, and you'll remember during the whole Crutchan Martin period, uh, some of them would pop up and say, it's time for, I'm mimicking Mr. Crutchan. They wouldn't say that, but they, they would say, it's time for Mr. Crutchan to go, they being anonymous liberal MPs. I mean, that isn't happening en masse yet, um, because there's still opportunity for the liberals, but Justin Trudeau, I think, for the first time in his prime ministerial uh, Rain has to deal with a Liberal Party that is questioning his value as opposed to 
wrapping their arms around yeah. him and saying, you're the most valuable asset we have. Yeah, absolutely. And for a long time, that that's the way it was positioned. That's the way that the party operated. So can they right the ship with Trudeau? What's the thinking? I mean, can he, I mean, we know he's got all kinds of struggles from millennials, your polling showing, um, yeah. maritime, all these sorts of things. Can he right the ship? Can he can he get things going in the right direction, do you think? Well, just focus on two of those things for a moment. So yeah. millennials are what got him to a majority government in 2015. Millennials have generally kept him in power. Um, and the Atlantic Canada, where I am today, has been the region, even in 2011, when the, as we would say down here, the arse was out of the Liberal Party and they were third behind the Liberals. They still won the most seats in Atlantic Canada. Right now, they're behind the Conservatives. Can he right the ship? I think there is potential for that. Um, but he needs all of the things that have gone wrong. So the economy, um, struggles people are having around uh, affordability at a personal level, the disdain that exists for a lot of his climate policies, uh, particularly carbon pricing, carbon taxation in Alberta and Atlantic Canada. He needs all of that to change a little bit, and people's view of that to change. He needs all time, time. And the NDP agreement with the NDP gives him some time, but is it enough time? Do what other circumstances happen? What other things happen that uh, work for him? Because not a lot of global events have worked for him recently. Those are all external things that will dictate what happens. But yep, of course, there's, exactly. the, there's the internal one as well. And ultimately, that's usually what it comes down to. The party will ask him or tell him that it's time to go. But I think one thing that might work in his favor here, Tim, in terms of buying him time is who replaces him? If you're the Liberals and you take a look at the bench, is it is it Christia Freeland? She's probably got just as much baggage as he I, I mean, is there somebody there you think that can step into those shoes? It's a great question, right? So the names you often hear about are Christia Freeland, Anita and Mark Carney, Francois-Philippe Champagne, uh, and you'll you know name candidate E after that. Um there are that look there are always people you can always be replaced whether you're justin trudeau uh or shea ganim but we don't want shea ganim replaced uh but uh, the, the 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 appeal is not great with the public right now i mean a lot of what the, the liberals are trying to bank on is that pierre Paul, the the honeymoon of sorts the uh affection in, well, or the disdain that's being shown for the liberals won't turn into affection for pierre polyev over time but again external factors so uh anita and Ann may be the best choice for the liberals because uh, governor carney krishia friedland um, they would be designated as uh, influential yeah. elites, and this isn't yeah. a time that favors influential elites in elected office, despite you know impressive resumes that you would have to credit both of them as possessing. Oh, absolutely, would no question. Um, the other thing here is, you know, I, I, I've said before on the air, I, you know, I think there was a pretty good case to be made that Trudeau wasn't the guy to lead them into the last election. And I think there was some talk about maybe he's going to be a drag on the party. But hey, lo and behold, he got it done. Um, and I think some of the factors at play were the same. There wasn't anybody to replace him. However, I think they had the luxury of a really ineffective opposition. Uh, Aaron O'Toole yep. and Andrew Scheer before him. There wasn't a lot of pressure on the Liberals. Things have changed in that area, too. And your polling shows that, Tim. They can't mess around here because the Conservatives are starting to pull away. Yeah, look, the, the, the Liberals have always maybe had a dis- discount feeling about Polyev and that being, oh, he's the same, you know, punk, as they would describe it, MP we saw for years in the House, and he doesn't really cut the mustard. He may or may not be those things. 
But right now, uh, Conservatives, I think we've had two polls in a row with a 10-point lead. Uh, others have 7 to 10 points. Um, yeah, they they can't mess around. Look, not all is lost. I mean, get into the data, and you'll find that, uh, what was it in the last one, I think 32% of Canadians right now aren't comfortable with an alternative. You also have data that shows um, among women, Justin Trudeau tends to pair better in polling than Pierre Polyev does. He does not do very well, Justin Trudeau, among men. So, uh, and women can be in different cohorts, can be extremely influential in different parts of the country. So, you know, there are points, some positive points there for Justin Trudeau. They're just a lot fewer than they used to be. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting times, no question about it. And of course, the thing, Tim, we we don't know when all this could happen, right? So, a yeah, lot and could I, look, I, you know what, Jay? I was of the belief. I may have said it on, on air with you guys before that he'd probably call time on his career this past winter. He didn't do that. Uh, I think he he still wants a fight. Uh, I think they're going to try and have this go on as long as they can. They have a deal with the NDP that takes them to 2025. Yep. And I think they think time will work for them. Uh, I don't know if they're right or wrong. Nobody does, but we will find out. Tim, as always, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you.